Welcome. We trust you will be encouraged by this message from Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda by Chavda Ministries International. Real love, real people, real power. Wow. Michael, that's one of the best songs I've heard to open the new year. Everything at the feet of Jesus. And first, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So this is a house of miracles. And the church is called a tempelu. Is in Swahili is called tempelu, a temple of the Holy Spirit also. And uh, you individually and we corporately are a house of miracles. And that's one of the words I got for. And I was blessing people during Christmas different times. I, I greeted some leaders and all that. Says, and God is blessing you. This year is going to be loaded with miracles. And we are Billy. And then there were people that had different people came and submitted the prophetic words. And it was so edifying. And one of the pictures I had, and I'll share it with you for this coming year. And of course, we say it and we speak it, but your speaking is different from an ordinary person's, okay? Because you have believed on Jesus Christ. You live for Christ and you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Say, I am filled with the Holy Spirit. So, and God tells us, He's commissioned us to speak so we can speak. He has sent us forth. If there is any sick among you, lay hands. So you are anointed. You have. And sometimes we have not been taught right or we get nervous. So we are, we, it's good for us to be humble, but not being so humiliated that we don't go forth and lay hands on someone who needs healing. So you are a house of miracles. And we, this church, this body, is loaded with miracles and we are a house of miracles. And we, we are going to be, and in the coming days, some of the prophetic words I heard, it was awesome. The wave of the Holy Spirit and how He's going to be building. He has built, but He's going to build even greater His church of Jesus Christ. I remember so clearly one, uh, it was about four and a half years approximately that we had been married and a movie came out uh, in 1981. And if you are able to borrow it sometime, or it may be on Netflix, I don't know, I didn't look up. Uh, but it's called Chariots of Fire. And it's based on a, a poem of an, in, uh, an English mystic, very committed Christian. But the, the script was based on an, the 1924 Olympic races, and primarily it's based on two characters. One is Harold Abrams, who is a Cambridge student. He comes from a quite wealthy but Jewish family in his finds tremendous prejudice against Jews when he attends Cambridge. And the other is the son, real, just he's brought up in a humble way, but He's the son of a missionary named Eric Little. And he was born in China. But now he has come for his education to Scotland from the Church of Scotland. And, uh, but he, he has a gift from God that says, when I run, I feel the pleasure of God. And he runs for the glory of God and for the gospel's sake so that the world may know Jesus is Lord. So he runs for that. And uh, he has a chance to share the gospel. And they played this in the movie. It's from Isaiah 40. And it starts with verse 28 onwards. Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. Now, as we go into this new year, uh, this is one of the words I felt impressed that the Lord was sharing. He said, his understanding, the Lord, is unsearchable. 
He gives power to the weak. Say he gives power to the weak. This is the Lord's promise to you and I. When we are under attack or there are all kinds of propaganda, negative trying to come against you or your tries to brainwash you in, in a depressing way or a, uh, makes you lose courage. Here is the, the word's promise. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Say, he is increasing my strength. And that's through the power of the Holy Spirit. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And young men shall utterly fail. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. So wings as eagles. And we had a song, in fact, coming days, Michael and I would sing that song that we mount up on wings of eagles. And that's, this is, in the renewal of the Holy Spirit, this is one of the things, the pictures the Lord gave us, and that he is, in the end times, he's going to raise up an army of eagles, or his eagle army in the last days. And can say a lot about the eagles. Uh, the eagles have uh, amazing capability that's beyond regular human characteristics, that they can, other creatures can't see that, but when they mount up, they use storms to go up higher. And when the wind comes, they just say, yay, that's great. That when the storm is coming, I'm going to ride the storm to even greater heights. And then they are able to see the littlest rabbit from five miles, way up there, their vision is very, I mean, two to three miles. They're able to see movement that few others, other birds don't, are not able to do that. But the Lord compares us to eagles, that those who they shall mount up with wings, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. So say, I am renewing my strength. Because as we worship the Lord, we are waiting that's how active waiting is. It's not just, okay, maybe God can do this. No, no, no. It's active faith. And we are worshiping. We are praising. We are climbing higher and higher. And uh, God is losing you as one of his members of his eagle army in the last days. And you are mounting with wings. That's prophetic abilities, prophetic seeing, prophetic hearing, prophetic behavior. And we shall run and not be weary. We shall walk and not faint. So in this new year, according to Psalm 100, we're going to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. By the way, the chariots of fire that year won the Best Picture Award. And the music, we, over several years, we used to play the music. It will... You can go, I think you can look it up on YouTube or something. And just, it's one of the first pioneering use of a synthesizer. And uh, just magnificent. You will start running, <laughs> not stop running. But uh, Eric Little turned out to be a very prophetic gift. And he went back to China and became a great missionary. And as he runs the race, um, the, there is a, it's, it's very, a very prophetic race that he runs and uh, that I had this here. Um, the, the, the guys that are participating, the Americans, uh, there's a, one of the ones who is supposed to win the race. His name is Jackson Schultz. And he, may, he was supposed to run the race, but he gets... Well, he's not in that particular race, but he comes up to Eric Little, and in the movie, supposedly, he, God has given him a prophetic word. And it, it's really, yeah, a scripture. And uh, I forgot, what was the scripture? Anyway, we'll have to think it up. But it is 
I know that it was a prophetic word for him. And he takes it in his hand and then he runs. And he wins the Olympic award for his event. And, and it, it was just a miracle of the glory is so apparent over, over the story. But it, the word, and this is the word he chooses, Isaiah 40, and that's one of the ones, that we shall run and not be weary. We shall walk and not faint and mount up with wings as eagles. And 1 Corinthians 15 says, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So this year, you, your, our families, the church, we are going to have the victory not through ourselves, but through Jesus Christ. Say, through Jesus Christ. So it would it'd be good to say, you know, if you feel weak or if you feel discouraged, but you have the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word. This is, it's alive and it's a promise for you. And uh, so this year as we start, may we be filled with courage. May you be filled with love as we start. Let's start with gratitude and thankfulness uh, as we focus on the Lord, not on other things that, in fact, are trying to get our attention, primarily the primary attention that we have. And it's, it's a key for victory for month after month, from January, February, March, April, that may we be, as this new year begins, filled with joy, with love, with peace, with shalom. And there are people letting off firecrackers to celebrate the word I'm sharing with joy. Yeah. <laughs> and miracles and signs and wonders. And Hebrews 13, 6 says, The Lord is my helper. And the Lord is our helper. So all through the year, be encouraged and, and share that. Confess that. Speak it to yourself because there are other voices trying to speak and discourage us make, and separate us uh, and make us feel alone. I, I, and I'm really astounded at places I never thought, like Australia, that there are sections of that country that have been, that things are happening. I'm, I'm not believe how people are being isolated. So I just want to let you know that it is important that uh, um, we be together. That the Bible tells us, you know, forsake not the assembling of yourselves. And I think the apostolic word was very, 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 very prophetic because they could anticipate what the Holy Spirit could because he's God, the third person of the Godhead. But part of God's strategy, I would just say to you, and... Uh, Fathers, you have the responsibility, husbands, that God is calling men to be men, women to be women, to, to rise up as parents because there are influences that would try to kidnap our children and grandchildren. So your influence and godly influence is very strategic. So as parents or as grandparents or great-grandparents, I want to say to myself, I'm not going to shirk my responsibility. Fathers, be fathers. Mothers, be mothers. Rise up. It's, and part of the phenomenon you see in these last few months in the United States, there is a movement. Just like there is a movement, there is going to be, it's going to corporately be really a movement of the Holy Spirit. But their parents are rising up saying, don't mess with my kid. This is my baby. This is my child. And I'm responsible. One day I may send him or her to college. But right now, these are my babies. These are my kids. And you're not going to teach them ungodly things and not teach them things like a total confusion. Uh, am I a man or a boy or a girl? Or have you seen the picture of, I don't, I want to be careful, but there's a man winning women's, Swimming races, and you see that, and you say, that's a tall-looking, huh? Yeah, 
Don't you believe your lying eyes? That's a six foot seven girl. And I say, so what? Now I'm, I don't know what the real height is, but <laughs> it's yeah. Someone is clapping. Thank you very much. <laughs> but this is, I mean, and and God has given us the Word of God, and given us each other, and so that we can bless each other, love each other, support each other, but it's the church that's the vehicle. So that's how, in, in certain places, that they've been listening to other voices that are not the Holy Spirit and the Bible, but they are separating, they're making people be alone. And even when you're alone, they want you to be uh, suspicious of other people. I'm, I'm sitting close to you. Anyway, I'm I'm glad I'm glad. <laughs> but um, the thing is, the word that in Isaiah forty forty three also it says, "I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Mm-hmm. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness." and streams in the desert. So for us, for this, as we exercise faith, the word of God, the promise of the Lord is he's making a way for us, making a way for you and I, and in the wilderness, and there are going to be streams in the very place where there is famine or drought, streams in the desert. How and why? God has promised he's going to do it. How he does it? That may not be our business because he's going to do it supernaturally. And uh, it's Ephesians 4 says, put off your old self to be made new. Uh, And now new in the attitude of your mind. So part of that is God is going to renew, say renewing of your mind in what way? So that we are the root of your moving in the coming days way down deep is faith. And from faith comes a new mind. Uh, I'm thinking not like the propaganda around me. I'm thinking with the mind of Christ. I'm thinking positively. The Lord. In Deuteronomy 7, verse 13, he says, He will love you and bless you and increase your numbers. Bless the fruit of your womb. It all goes on and on. He will love you and bless you. Say, he will love me and bless me. So for this, these are part of the, this is the word of God. Say, it's the word of God. So I'm not going to believe negative words. And I'm not going to speak negative words. You can say, Abraham's blessing are going to be following you in 2021, 22. They're all around me. New Year, 2022. <laughs> and uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you for 2022. I'm putting that in the blank. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. To give you a future and a hope. Say, I have a future and a hope for this new year. Praise God. So, and we're going to start. I don't want, I want to not go into long details, but one of the things we're going to do, and I think I probably will start on Wednesday. Uh, but we're going to set aside some days of prayer and fasting. Now, you can choose three days, seven days, 21 days. You can eat. Choose for 21 days, I'm not going to eat meat or I will not eat desserts. And that's kind of, God will honor anything. And basically, a lot of the almost, well, I, Bonnie was married to a very weird man who for the first 22 years, and even the years before, I got married, but while we were married, she can be a witness to that. I went, God just gave me a grace 
to fast and pray. And I fasted two 40-day fast and four 21-day fast every year for 22 years. And it was just, you know, I don't want to excuse it and say, well, others shouldn't do it. But, because, but it was a gift to help others. And so, and he, he would not let me teach on that until 18 years I had done that in my life. It was part of my life. And then God released me. At a major conference, I remember, in Kansas City. And I taught on that. But, and a lot of the material is in this. In fact, this is one of our major, it has sold more than a million copies. And it's in 40 languages, the hidden power of prayer and fasting. So, in fact, we will have a break uh, after a while, but I may sit here and sign some of the books. In fact, there are people you have missed for Christmas that you say, oh my, I would just give you a word of knowledge. You can give him a book on prayer and fasting, or her. <laughs> and, uh, but there are, there are people who are being attacked, by the way, while I'm thinking about it, that this has been uh, one of our major gifts. That is, it's so awesome. Uh, if you want to play this at night when you go to sleep, or someone who is fighting, battling some kind of infirmity, um, whether it's virus or whether it's any kind of heart disease or cancer or whatever, but send them a gift. This one is called the healing, healing from on high. And it's every scripture that the Lord has given Bonnie and I over the last nearly 50, 45 plus years. Uh, healing from on high, very anointed music and worship, and then the enthroned when God reigns. It's, this is about an angelic visitation, and the angel stood before me, and several circles whirling around him from the glory. And they are in different languages, ancient, dead languages, all of them. And I could understand them, and I could grab, and you can grab that, and it's a promise from God, alive and active and full of power. So it's, it's a fun word. And part of the background, uh, one was a symphony um, thing from in L.A. This one, I think, Michael, you arranged, helped enthroned. Yeah. 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 But uh, the music is, is powerful. But it'll help people. I'm just, usually don't talk about that, but it's, we need to take the word, grab it. It's alive. And it's part of your promise and part of our military strategy to have victory for us, for our children. We are not going to buy these negative things and uh, speak negative things. We are speaking the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord. For, and I know the plans God has for me. Say, I know the plans God has for me and my family. Plans to prosper and not to harm us. To give us a future and a hope. So, but this truth, I mean, we're going to start, and you can start individually, you can start and, and flow with the church. You can choose a few days, like I said. You can choose how you do it. We're not telling you this is the way you do it. But the plain thing is no food, no water, basically, but... Years ago, many moons ago, when the Lord opened the door for me to work at a state institution for mentally deficient children, to um, we call them autistic. They were severely autistic where they had, the families couldn't take care of them and uh, they were in a state institution. But I was trained uh, in behavior modification and I could train do programs for them. But one of the patients that I had to work with was a little boy called Stevie. And he was crippled, and he was a mutilator. He would beat himself constantly, and they had to keep him tied up. And uh, my heart broke because he would be crying all day long because he was driven. He would, but if you loosed him from his bonds, he would beat himself constantly. And... I, 
I, at that time, man, my, the Lord had filled me with the Holy Spirit. And I loved the Word of God. But it, for me, God was not a theory or just something, yeah, out there. But I, for me, God was, and we all here believe God is involved. God is with us. And, but my heart was, and when your heart is touched by something, don't leave it just there. There is something you can either pray, release the word. If there's an opportunity to touch them or lay hands, ask permission and do it. But I heard clearly as my heart was broken for Steve, very clearly, I had graduated from a Bible University, Wayland Baptist University. And yet, you know, I was practicing at that time. I, was, I believed in the Word, but suddenly I heard the voice of the Lord say, this kind does not go out except through prayer and fasting. Basically means this is, there's a negative oppression and it will leave if it's combined with prayer and fasting. So I said, fasting? No food, no water. Okay. First three days. I mean, I, didn't, I was serious. I did not drink any water even. And I heard someone flushing the toilet. And when they came out, I was angry. And I said, you know, you could have drunk that water. It was a weird statement. But I was kind of in my third day of fasting. And then the Lord released me to drink water. But I fasted for 14 days. On the 14th day, I took Stevie into this little... It was a large room, but it was private area for me. And Stevie plumped down, and I said, Stevie, you may not understand, but I'm a servant of the Lord, and Jesus loves you. And now, in the name of Jesus, you foul spirit of mutilation, let him go. And something came over him, and his body was thrown several feet away from me. And, you know, I said to myself, self, something happened. Because I didn't throw him. Some power of God just lifted him and threw him. And there was a battle between darkness and light. And of course, the whole room was filled with burning sulfur smell and uh, rotting eggs. It's amazing. It just whole, whole thing. And then it went out. And I knew something had happened. I helped Steve up. And his, he was no longer crippled. His legs were no longer bent. And then... I untied him, and he did not immediately start beating himself. And I knew that he had been delivered. And that was how part of my adventure began of prayer and fasting. And we did a lot of stuff in the coming days. I remember one of the things that when, before I got married, that, was that I would do a one-month sojourn to this grocery store called Skaggs Albertson, which was in Texas. And bought a giant, I would buy a giant bag of potato chips that was supposed to last me for a month. And then I started fasting the 40 days. And I could hear the voice of the potato chips speaking to me saying, we are salty. We are crunchy. Why are you ignoring us? No, on the 18th day, I, it broke me. And I ran and op ripped open the potato chips and ate every one of those that was supposed to be for a month's supply. And then, then I started fasting again. And someone asked me, did you, did you have to start over? I said, are you kidding? I repented, and it was under the blood. I just went, continued on, the 19th day to the 40 days. But this is part of the personal adventure of we are going to be fasting as a corporate fast, but do as the Lord leads you. Do We're going to be doing for about six weeks. We may so choose maybe this week I may do um, miss lunch or not eat dessert or however you are led, eat vegetables for 21 days, however. But we're going to set aside and a part of our focus is going to be um, the, we're going to have elections at the end of this 2020, 
22. And I still have to adjust to the new year. But these are going to be some of the most crucial elections we're going to have. And it's important we start confessing the right and praying for the right people to even start running that it's not going to be the school of the idiots. They have gone at advanced degrees in lunacy. Um, but, you know, and then the people, may they, we have the wisdom to vote in the right people. Uh, so that, and may we, I mean, it's going, our choices will be pretty simple. Do they believe in Jesus? Do they believe in the Word of God? Do they believe our children should be brought up like parents want them and not someone else's propaganda? Things like that. That, uh, But I, I just want us to know that um, it says in Psalm 96, O oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Sing unto the Lord, bless his name, show forth his salvation from day to day for this new year. Declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all the peoples. And then we're going to uh, go to Philippians. Uh, I'll go to Philippians and conclude. Uh, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on. Say, I press on. I press on. Toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So, whatever we, we have gone through, there are disappointments or even mistakes that you've made. Forget what has gone in the past. Celebrate the miracles. Celebrate what the breakthroughs God has given you. But don't let past mistakes or shortfalls or whatever torment you. We're going into the new year and we're going to believe God is a God of breakthrough. And be thankful for all the past blessings, but we're going to lay hold of the goals and victories for you, for your children, for your grandchildren. If you need specific breakthroughs, write to us. Let us know what we can agree on. If you're able to attend here, please attend from time to time. When you can. If there is particular goals, you want us to join you in prayer. If there is prayer need, if there is someone needs a specific prayer. I mean, we had, and I'm, we're so proud of that. I mean, there are people, the people texting us from critical care units. And one particular situation, both the, the husband and the wife, in these last few days, were in, I mean, it was emergency, kind of critical situation. But that breaking through, coming, miracles are there. Say miracles. 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 Breakthroughs. Amen. And uh, so, and we are reaching for blessings. One of the things I would say is we're going to commit it together to walk, walk together close to God. Walk in fellowship. You can do not let the dark powers separate you. That's their aim. So we're going to be walking aggressively in fellowship. Try to come, you know, if uh, there are certain things that we can agree with you, we will. But uh, I want to say we need the church. We need the fellowship. We need togetherness and not isolation. So do not allow, isolation creates depression and then a sense of defeat. And I have emphasized, we are in victory. Do all things to the glory of God. We're going to be focused on the Lord. And do not allow any discouragement, depression. Looking unto Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit. And we are going to have a Renewal of our minds. So every promise of God, God says, I've come to give you life, an abundant life. And all some of the scriptures I've read, it is, you know, I mean, the blessings of Abraham, 
Jesus went on the cross, hung on the cross, took the curse so that I and we can be blessed. Say, I am blessed in this new year. And I thank you, Lord, for all your promises. They are victory. They are blessing. It says in Hebrews 13, 6, so we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. Say, I will not be afraid. And Psalm 20 says, may he give you the desires of your heart and make your plans succeed. Say, he's giving me the desires of my heart and making all my plans succeed. And that's, we are believing that for the children, for your grandchildren, and this years to come, they're going to do above and beyond all your hopes, desires, plans. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, just some of, the, just to reiterate a couple of the things <laughs> that we feel like the Lord has been speaking prophetically about the ending of this year and the entering into um, 2022. That it will be a year of renewing our strength. Pastor Mahesh read to us from Malachi, a year of renewing our strength. 2022 is going to be a year of recovery for things that were lost and uncovering of things that have been hidden. In Isaiah 22, 22, and I believe that this scripture applies to, among many things, to the favor that is going to be coming on believers, spirit-filled believers in this coming year. But Isaiah 22, 22, the Lord says, I will lay on his shoulder the key of the house of David. And it's connected to the reiteration of that promise by Jesus in John's revelation, where he said, what he shuts, no one can open. And what he opens, no one can shut. And in 22, it's going to be year, a year of keys for opening things that God has ordained. During um, uh, the Christmas season, as you know that when we sit together in the anointing, in the presence of the Lord, there are things that are quickened prophetically. And one of the phrases that was quickened to us during the Christmas season that will be manifesting in the year of 2022 is that place where the angel comes to Joseph and he says to him, Joseph, don't be afraid of the events that are surrounding you. Say, so say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And then the angel says, the thing that was conceived in Mary was from the Holy Spirit. And during the Christmas season, we heard very clearly that in 2022, the Lord is going to be conceiving new things in spirit-filled believers. And so we're to go forward without fear, recognizing that we are going to bear supernatural fruit, including new ideas, new breakthroughs, new interventions, new measures of things that God has planned and that he will be planting by the Spirit in believers and bringing them forth. Um, we know that Scripture says the affected, effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And in 2022, the effective, fervent prayer of the church will serve as a searchlight in this nation, shining on and bringing about exposure of corrupted things, things that have been hidden in darkness and putting them under scrutiny. I saw a plumb line falling and it will be a time of rejoicing for the saints who have been languishing and worn out by praying and praying and not feeling like they're seeing the answer to their prayers. We're going to see answers to prayers in 2022 in a way that's going to amaze. Um, you'll see on, on the walls here, there are two themes that the Lord has given us. And one is Yeshua, which we know is the name of Jesus, but it also harkens back to our Hebrew roots. And in 2022, the game changer, say game changer, 
is the saving cry of the name above every name. And I, I just want to uh, mention a couple of things that, that um, in relation to this in, in my mind. But in Yeshua, the Hebrew connection is a, the word for rescue. Say rescue. Rescue. And deliverance. And it's connected to the name Joshua or Yahushua, which is also related to the name of God. And it's a compound word saying God and then a cry for help. So in 2021, there has been a cry that has gone out to the Lord, a cry for help. In 2022, the Savior, the Deliverer, the game changer is coming as we stand under the banner of his name and wield that name in prayer and proclamation. Amen. So our banner in 2022 is going to be Yeshua, the name of Jesus. It, as I said, it reminds us also, and I feel like this is one of the things that the Lord wants to renew and in this time of fasting we're coming into. It's for the church. Uh, in many ways, I feel like we, we have been traumatized and distracted by some of the very difficult things that we've gone through in this last couple of years. But he wants to remind us of the Christian debt to our Jewish roots and our debt to Israel. And there's a, some kind of a hidden blessing that's going to be coming in renewal for the church as we reconnect in a fresh way, recognizing that Gentiles are the wild olive branch that have been grafted in to the root of David. So there's a blessing coming as we remember our Jewish roots and be thankful for, uh, to Israel and the Jewish people. So do not hear, fear. Say, do not fear. In the coming year, the new thing will be conceived by the Holy Spirit in you in 2022. And that which will come forth will bring a testimony of salvation. And then you see behind us the word engage. We feel like the Lord has given us this word. And he's given us this word from the Great Commission. Go into all the world and make disciples. And this is a new commission coming on each one of us as believers. There's going to be a powerful release of the gospel through individual Christians rising in a crescendo over this nation and many nations where the church comes into and revival. I just want to underline in that, that there is always, I was reading and talking with some other people about it, the different transformation that we went to Oberlin College um, many years ago, uh, we were doing a conference in Ohio, and Oberlin College over there was founded by Charles Finney, the great, great revivalist. And uh, by the way, the destruction of slavery, much of it we owe to the people who were revived and who, who were born again under his ministry. He was, I mean, he was a great great abolitionist, great abolitionist and yeah. revivalist. So it was his disciples who helped really see the, the destruction, the end of slavery in this nation. That's a wonderful event. But anyway, we went and some of the great missionaries were commissioned from Oberlin College. Those, a lot of who laid down their lives during, in China uh, during the Boxer Rebellion. But they marched through the gates at Oberlin College, and we wanted to come and find where he was buried to just pay the homage. And we could not literally find his grave. He was buried there. The grass had grown, but nobody had taken care of anything. And Oberlin College at that time had become the headquarters and the, pine, the main leaders of the FGB, I mean, the lesbian movement was quite a major part of it was originated there. And I would say how amazing, I mean, how, what an event that the very place that was headquarters, one of the main headquarters of revival and restoration of the gospel in America had now turned to becoming a headquarters of 
just perversion perversion yeah. and, uh, and it just mocking, is mocking it's important God. for us yeah. to hold on not only to share the Christ but then to hold on to it fellowship until the end until the Lord takes us to be committed to him and so part of the great commission that it at that time we would say I have to go to China or I have to go to Korea or um, you know South Africa or Zimbabwe or wherever but now one of the great tools is the World Wide Web and the Internet and so I just want you to know that one of the major things that we do that you may have sent us, seen us give us focus where people in Kenya, in Brazil, in India, in Russia, Uzbekistan, they, they are listening to this preaching, the gospel that we are broadcasting and the worship services from this place is part of fulfilling the Great Commission. So that's why you may know we are kind of paying particular attention to some of that. It's because of this. It's, we are fulfilling the Great Commission. So for 2022, say engage. 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 Go into all the world and make disciples. Become the influencer in every place you set your foot in 2022. This is a promise and an invitation from the Lord. A fresh personal commitment to the call of the gospel on our lives individually. To be a light shining in the darkness. And the Lord impressed on me <clears throat> from John's Gospel, chapter 1 and verse 5, that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. So there's going to be a turnaround in 2022 concerning the testimony of the church. The light shining in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. Remember what the apostle told his disciple when uh, Paul was getting ready to um, go to the climax of his ministry, which was to stand in front of the ruler of the whole world, the leader of the whole world, and testify to the gospel of Jesus. And in a few years, that testimony would undermine the very foundations of that great empire, and it would bow and officially become Christian. So the the element of just perseverance in our testimony is very important. But the light shines in the darkness. The darkness does not overwhelm it. And Paul told Timothy, the church, say the church, is the ground, the foundation and pillar of truth. That's it. So there's no other source in the world. And we, friends, have been called to be living members of that foundational place, the singular place in the world where light can come forth, truth can come forth to the nations. And we're not just talking about religious ideas. We're talking about in the face of, for instance, the seasons that we've been going through. And in every nation, people are awakening and saying, where can we find the truth? There is a place you can find the truth. It is in the church of Jesus Christ. It is in believers who are members of Jesus Christ. In 1 Timothy 3, it says, you will know how, you will, uh, people will know how they ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of truth. Beyond all question, the mystery from which true godliness springs is great speaks of Jesus and the gospel. He appeared in the flesh, was vindicated by the Spirit, was seen by angels, was preached among the nations, believed on in the world, and taken up into glory. But the Spirit clearly says that in the latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits, things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars, whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. And then it goes on to say how out of that philosophy will come all kinds of prohibitions, of forbidding people liberties and forbidding people certain things that God has ordained for us to receive and walk in with thanksgiving. And 
it ends the chapter by saying, they will be forbidden to partake of things which God has created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe, say believe, and know the truth. Know the truth. So I feel like the Lord will be starting our year as we enter into the fast, starting our year with three levels for 2022, three levels of engagement. Say three levels. Number one, our Bibles. A fresh re-engagement with the Word of God personally to read and recite and respond. In other words, be reading it, meditating on it, talking about it with your friends, with your neighbors, and then respond. Be doers of the Word. So first level of engagement with our Bibles. Secondly, with the church, with the local church congregation to appreciate or honor and value the church. Appreciate, attend, make it your reasonable service to Jesus to be present as witnesses and members of his living body gathered in local congregations. So the first one, appreciate, attend, and then lastly, assist the church. Volunteer wherever there are needs. Volunteer. Add your strength, your gifting, your grace in any place there are needs. And thirdly, your community. And we're talking about the community in our cities outside of the church walls now. And the Lord is going to be calling for compassion. Compassion for sinners, for the poor and the needy in our hearts. For a contribution to show up personally in those areas within our local communities where there have been vacuums created and where darkness has been slowly taking over and leaving people in fear, leaving people in abandonment, leaving people in oppression or abuse. And then lastly, communication in our communities. Don't be silent. Matthew 10, 18, the promise of Jesus to his disciples. He says, you will even be brought before governors and kings on my account as a testimony to them. And in Luke 12, it reiterates that saying of Jesus. And he says, in that same moment, don't be afraid because the Holy Spirit will give you what you are to say. So three levels of engagement in 2022 are Bibles, the local church, and the community around the church in our cities. Those are the places where God is calling us afresh as light shining in darkness to engage. And then lastly, I heard something that I thought was precious today, and it was um, uh, by a former priest of the Catholic Church who was elaborating on something that the Pope said in one of his most recent um, messages, but it was um, three words that can heal your most valuable and most difficult relationships. Three little words. Please. Please shows respect. And we need a revival, I think, of being able to show respect by asking please. Secondly, thanks or thank you, which shows gratitude. And so often in our homes, in our most valuable or closest relationships, we forget to say please. We forget to say thank you for the things that are done for us every single day. That shows uh, gratitude, and we need to allow the Lord to revive our thanksgiving and our expression of thanks. And the third one is sorry, I'm sorry, which shows humility when we have done wrong. So I thought, I thought that was a, a beautiful little sort of litany about going into a new year to revive in our relational dynamics the eagerness and ability to ask please uh, as a means of showing respect and to say thank you, to express our gratitude, and to be humble, immediately humble, and able to say, I'm sorry when we have wronged. So as we go into 2022, we are going to engage afresh, and we are going to march forward 
under the glorious banner of the name Yeshua, our God who saves, who rescues, who delivers. And in 2022, that name is going to be the cry going forth like a trumpet. So there are many, several things. I'm so grateful for Jesus. I'm grateful for the church. Grateful for fellowship. Grateful for the freedoms we enjoy. Grateful for America. Once you have been in other nations, believe me, you can be without any apology. Anybody say, thank you, Lord, for the freedoms we have. And not back down on certain things we know. The Lord has given us as his truths. So, and... Jehovah Jireh is going to be walking with us all through the years. The Lord, my provider. Say the Lord, my provider. And so don't be anxious for anything. The Lord is my provider. He's Jehovah Jireh. And he's rebuking every spirit of the devourer in the name of Jesus. And so uh, we... As you come, it's so important that we take communion corporately, which we're going to do near more after the break we're going to take. But um, it is the protection of the blood of Jesus. And I want to have, I mean, we lived it. And when Brother Derek and I travel also, we know, of course, at home we did it. But we would do it daily. And I'm, I'm emphasizing that, repeating that again, because we took this Seriously, and I would encourage all of you to attend, come together as often as you can, the Bible said. That means Sundays, anything, and that's where I want to take responsibility as a father, as a husband. And for you, all of you, men, that God has called us to be responsible. That if we don't, that there are thieves and robbers that are going to steal, try to steal our children and grandchildren. So we must take part of the responsibilities to help bring the people to your wife and your children to church and mommies that you also are partly in there. And, and ladies and gentlemen, we will all make an effort to bless his kingdom, bless his name, and uh, strengthen his church and strengthen his fellowship and be uh, people who are who love to um, strengthen his king. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. Say, God is adding all things I need. My God is supplying all my needs. And so we're going to take an offering at this time to tithe to jump by faith into the new year. You're going to tithe into the new year by faith. We're going to give our seed offering. and a moment, So we will bring our buckets here. And uh, it says that God wants you to be for this coming year a faithful tither. And because you tithe, God is taking care of every, in protecting your finances. And uh, the blood of Jesus is covering you, your family, and your finances in Jesus' name. And no weapon formed against us, against your family, against your finances will prosper in Jesus' name. Malachi chapter 3, Isaiah 54 Luke 18, which confirms all of these things I'm sharing. And uh, you are, and we are faithful in the new year, going to be faithful tithers. As you make out your checks or your envelopes, give, you can do it by phone, by the way. Well, give.chavdaministries.org. Chavda, C-H-A-V-D-A, ministries. Give dot chavdaministries.org uh, uh, for those watching us on the web wherever you are you can give 
And it would be a great thing to take a leap of faith, jump into the new year by tithing for your blessing, financial prosperity, and the blessing of Abraham for you and your children you give unto right now. Father, thank you for all your provision of 2021. And we look to 2022 and blessings of Abraham. We are the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. Thank you. We declare every need taken care of. The mortgage, places, every, cars, debts, they are paid off in the name of Jesus. The favor of God rests on each of you and your family, your children. And in every area, the Lord is supplying. And in every area, you are prospering, and your children are blessed and succeeding and highly favored. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that we refuse to fear and experience great victory for the coming year, Lord. In every situation, my Lord is Jehovah Jireh, my provider, my deliverer, my strong tower, and we bless this offering, this seed, this tithe. In Jesus' name, for now and the coming year. Hallelujah. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. To order more great resources by Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda, visit us at chavdaministries.org. For a full catalog of our products, you can call us at 1-800-730-6264. God bless you.